0: Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning. Welcome to The Great People Show. I'm James Muncie, J.J. White, out today in an undisclosed location. We're not sure where he is, but he ain't here. So anything could happen today. It's very exciting. And uh, with me in the studio, a very special Guest co-host, good friend, and all-around great guy, Mr. Dan Kern. Dan, welcome. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hey, great uh, great to have you here, and uh, your first time on the show.
1: First time um, on the show.
0: Have you been on the radio before? Or is I this- have been on
1: the radio. I've actually been fortunate to do uh, quite a bit of radio and some TV over the last couple of years with my my role which we can talk about
0: yeah I've seen you on uh, on TV lately so yeah tell tell us about what uh, what makes you tick um well you know just
1: quick background I'm a richmond native um yeah you know I've, I've been in the housing industry for the last 25 years I was a mortgage loan officer for 23 out of those last years and then for the last couple of years I've been working for Virginia Housing Development Authority as their business development and uh, training manager. So as part of that role, I've gotten the chance to do some uh, spots with NBC locally and some radio spots around the state just talking about our programs and, and what we do in the Commonwealth. So it's, it's very interesting. I, I really love that aspect of my job.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's been exciting to see you on uh, on TV and all this media. Uh, so no, that's that's awesome. And you and I got to know each other through Rotary, actually, the same way how JJ and I got to know each other through uh, through the Rotary Club of Innsbruck, where you, uh, you're a past president of that group and uh, been wanting to get you on the show for a long time because because always uh, love your, your very unique perspective uh, and often strong opinions on things uh, so no super uh, super glad that you're here today and wherever you're listening to us right now, whether it's Facebook live, the podcast, uh, live on 92 7 FM or 820 a.m the answer in Richmond, thank you for being here and allowing us to be part of your journey and you can get every show on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. and every show we deliver to you the listener the insights and inspirations for a life of significance and serving others because true greatness is serving others, which I know has been a big part of your life, Dan. It's a big part of my life. Um, and you and I talked earlier this week about, you know, what what do we want to do as a topic? You know, is there anything? And, and, and I'm really excited because you got really pumped up to talk about pet peeves. Yes. And, you know, we're in the holiday season. We just got through Thanksgiving and all the family members that we were dealing with there. We've got Christmas coming up, a lot more family stuff. And often pet peeves really rise to the surface uh, when you are in some of these gatherings. Um, We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But I wanted to take uh, just a minute because I thought it was uh, timely. Uh, We do like to recognize people who are, are really... Great uh, on the show, and uh, we lost a really—our country lost a really great person uh, in the last week, and that is uh, uh, George H.W. Bush, the uh, 41st president of the United States, um, 94 years old. So what a life. Had a great run. Definitely had a great run. He did, and uh, just World War II— Hero, I mean, shot down, somehow was recovered by a submarine, a U.S. submarine. I saw that eight millimeter uh, video footage of just him being amazing. It's, yeah, uh, it's just amazing. I, hmm. I mean, went on to, to serve in Congress, CIA director, ambassador to the United Nations, vice president and president of the United States, and did it keeping his morals and values intact, which it's tough to say anymore yeah, for most
1: people. It's, it's almost impossible to be in in the public role these days and, and not you know constantly be tuning your own horn. But I think he was a great example of someone that was
0: uh, lived with great humility and, and served this country well. He 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 did. And uh, and I wanted to take just a minute and read uh, read something that I saw yesterday. So uh, Brett Baer on uh, on Fox News yesterday shared a letter that he that uh, George Bush Sr. wrote to uh, the CEO of IBM in 2009. And I think it really gives great insights to, uh, to Bush's values. And there are a lot of the same values that we talk about on this show. You know, we, we pull different topics every week, but that we talk about on the show all the time. So this is a, a letter from George W. Bush to, uh, Sam Polisano, the CEO of, uh, IBM, uh, from about, uh, nine years ago. And, uh, Bush says, I cannot single out the one greatest challenge in my life. I've had a lot of challenges, and my advice to young people might be as follows. Don't get down when your life takes a bad turn. Out of adversity comes challenge and often success. Don't blame others for your setbacks. When things go well, always give credit to others. Don't talk all the time. Listen to your friends and mentors and learn from them. Don't brag about yourself. Let others point out your virtues and your strong points. Give someone else a hand. When a friend is hurting, show that friend that you care. No one likes an overbearing big shot. As you succeed, be kind to people. Thank those who help you along the way. And don't be afraid to shed a tear when your heart is broken because a friend is hurting. And uh, he ended with, uh, say your prayers. And uh, so that those are bullet points from uh, from George Bush Sr. as to uh, his, his advice for young people. And this is really the essence of George Bush, the man, uh, as Brett Baer said uh, in a follow-up to this, is his humility, his humanity. And people say that, a lot of people said that this this letter is all that anyone needs to know about uh, his values. And frankly, it is his legacy. And, And, you
1: know, I think that letter represents his generation as well. I mean, You think back and and people were much kinder back then, really willing to look out for other people. That almost seems like it's disappeared in in this day and age that we're in right now. So, um, you know, I didn't know you were going to bring this letter up with our uh, discussion today, but it it really dovetails perfectly into some of the things that we'll talk about. But like I said, I think it represents this generation very well.
0: You're absolutely right. And uh, I mean, the greatest generation, um, that mindset was – just just incredible. We're, we're losing that generation every single day. Yes. And uh, it's funny, I was watching a clip of him and uh, Ronald Reagan in a debate because George Bush ran against Reagan in the Republican primary for the uh, 1980 presidential campaign. And so this clip is the two of them in a debate. And Reagan is saying something, I guess Bush thought he was done. And Bush goes to respond and Reagan keeps on talking. And Bush, they both stop talking. And, and Bush goes, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Please continue. Mm. I mean, can you imagine that yeah, happening, yeah. you know, today in this environment? Um, so really cool stuff. Uh, and I think we will tie some of this in, but but I think that uh, he is well-deserving of a few minutes of our show this morning. Uh, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to dive into pet peeves. Cannot wait to hear Dan's perspective on some of this. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So you know what really ticks me off, Dan? What's that, James? Well, we're going to talk about it late here <laughs> in the rest of the show. But uh, so talking about pet peeves, so this is something that everybody has. And what are some of your biggest pet peeves? What the heck really is a pet peeve? And, and then how can we better keep ourselves under control? We're hopefully going to send everybody home today with uh, with, with a few thoughts on that. And uh, I looked it up in, in Webster's Dictionary. And it said that a pet peeve is something that a particular person finds especially annoying. So obviously, they're unique to everybody. What bothers me might not bother you. I mean, nails on a chalkboard have never really bothered me. (laughs) Uh, For somebody else, they may need to run away when that happens. Um, And, you know, so Mark Devin, who's a a well-known psychologist, says that uh, it is said that pet peeves are a form of habit. Uh, A feeling we get that stems from our past every time the peeve happens. It's something we have disliked and has brought us out of our comfort zone, which we hold on to over the years. That pet peeve, whatever it is, is triggered every time it comes about and brings back the same feeling that it did the first time. It's considered a habit because we decide to hold on to this feeling when the annoyance comes about every time. It's an interesting scientific thing, pet peeves, and uh, people say that the term, the actual expression, pet peeve, came about uh, in the in about 1919, um, and uh, and and people have been referring to them ever since. I mean, so I mean, do you have a lot of pet peeves?
1: I think I'm getting more as the Weeks and months and years go on, especially with everything that you see on TV and social media. And maybe I'm just turning into a crotchety old man. I don't know, <laughs> but um, it just seems like there there's more and more just uh, crazy behavior out there. And you know, I thought we could we could name this portion of the show that the, the not so great people show <laughs> because you know, kind of going back to the the George H. W. Bush thing. I don't know. People just I think there's a lack of um, respect for other people's time and, um, you know, maybe their opinions as well. But just um, common decencies really, I think, are are starting to to really fly out the window quickly these days. So uh, anything we can do to reel those back in would be a good thing.
0: So that's an interesting perspective. So do you think that do you think that people are aware of the things that they're doing that are Ticking other people off and they just don't care? I think it's a combination of two things. One, it
1: might be, I know it annoys other people, but it's all about me. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then there's probably a lot of people that don't even realize what the things that they're doing are annoying, like everyone around them. So it's a combination of things. I I hope it's more um, the latter than the former, but you never know these days. I don't know.
0: So have you... When when you and I were talking last week about about you coming on the show and everything, and I was like, yeah, and I, I threw out a few topic ideas that were kind of on my head, and you were like, right away, boom, <laughs> I want to talk about pet peeves. And, I mean, you were really strong at that, which is great. I, I mean, is this something that you've been struggling with? Is this something that has just really – obviously, it, it was very much on your mind.
1: You know, I would say that when I was younger, I was – much more laid back, things didn't really bother me as, as much as they do now. I don't know. Maybe that's just uh, a sign of getting older, a sign of, of maybe seeing, you know, some of the the respect that uh, people showed each other, you know, when I was a teenager. Um, like I said, just kind of noticing some of the the traits and, and, and behaviors of people and you think back and go, God, that would have never have flied in my household, you know, back in the, the 1980s and just – you know, it just seems like more and more and stuff. And then just with social media in general, everyone's trying to be more outrageous than the next person. So I think that leads to a lot of just insane behavior as well. So
0: Yeah, I think I think so. And and you know what you said, I mean, it's it's people breaking the rules, right? I mean a lot of pet peeves are people you know, rules of society, yes. rules of common yes. etiquette. And and this guy, Mark Devon, goes on to say that uh just that, that that pet peeves are other people breaking the rules and slightly harming you in the process. An example would be people who change lanes without using their turn signal. They've broken the rule that you signal your turns and they have harmed you by slightly endangering you if you're driving nearby. So you feel this negative emotion of revenge when you conclude that someone has harmed us by by breaking the rules. And we keep feeling revenge until we conclude that we have Harmed, harmed the rule breaker as much as they harmed us. Right. So, in the case of a lane changer who does not signal, you could stop that feeling of revenge by honking your horn at the lane changer. Right, and then you kind of feel that, oh, I feel better. I let them know. Yep. they yep. ticked me off, and I mean, then you could get into a whole road rage incident. I mean, you know, well, that's that's why you see that. I
1: mean, and that's a
0: a big part of uh,
1: you know. I was kind of writing down some pet peeves, and I started to realize, oh my gosh. Look at all these things that fall into this category or that category. A lot of them do <laughs> revolve around driving, unfortunately. But uh,
0: yeah, driving, yeah. and 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 we're gonna get into here shortly. You know, sort of some of Dan Kern's top pet peeves, because um, because I want to hear more about that. But yeah, I mean, so much is around driving. So much is around around smartphones and technology. Yes. I mean, technology has uh, has created you know a lot of things and uh, Bustle dot com. I like this, too, that um, we humans are a frequently disgusted lot, easily annoyed by just about anything. We hate all sorts of things with great gusto and sometimes even form friendships based on shared <laughs> hatreds uh, where, we, uh, where we sit about talking cheerfully about how a certain thing annoys us. But there are some dislikes that are pretty universal and kind of inexplicable, and uh, you need to delve into uh, some scientific research to really understand why. And, you know, a lot of pet peeves, they can be explained by two particular emotions, right? Irritation and disgust. Uh, Irritation takes care of behavior like bad parking, rude servers, incorrect grammar, loud telephone calls when you're in a room with someone and you're listening out on their call because they won't have it any other way. Um, Disgust, meanwhile, covers things like... Indecently loud chewing, public bodily emissions uh, or the sight of of nauseating or unclean things like dog excrement left uncollected. Uh, you know, we hate things that interrupt or corrupt our existence and our experience, uh, as well as those that make our health feel endangered, like we we're talking about with changing lanes. Um, so, you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. And. What, when, when somebody does something that just triggers one of these pet peeves with you, what, what, am, I mean, are, do you feel anxiety? Do you feel anger? Cause people react in all different ways. Do you just feel annoyed? Mostly annoyed. Um
1: sometimes anger but um you know a lot of times i'll think well maybe they don't really know what they're doing and then other times you think they definitely know what they're doing is annoying people around them but they're doing it anyway and you know that's just kind of where the where our culture is these days so i don't i don't know how we kind of peel that back and and try to get back to uh some of those days gone by but um you know i think even and, and i've you know mention to people sometimes, just random people that, you know, we're going to talk about some of these things and have, have mentioned to them, uh, you know, what you're doing is, is really annoying the people around you. And <laughs> most of them just don't really seem to care. So I don't know. That's uh, it's a little disturbing. there.
0: Well, it's one thing. And, and another another interesting thing about, about what we've just been talking about so far, it's one thing like if somebody cuts you off and you can honk your horn and again, just kind of let them know and and get out of it. Or when somebody doesn't signal and you let them know it's, it's another thing when you're in a situation and somebody you're having conversation with someone and they're, they're tapping on their cell phones or they're chewing loudly as, as this said, or, or doing some other thing that when do you draw the line between saying something and letting them know that they are annoying or angering you and just, grinning and barrett we're going to talk about we're going to talk about sort of the the psychology world's take on that toward the end of the show but i mean what do you think dan what do you what is the right response to this stuff well, you know it, it may also depend on uh,
1: what part of the country that you live in it mm-hmm. seems like in the south we're much more polite you know we're going to let things kind of fester and not say anything until they probably get out of hand you know maybe other sections of the country they're a little bit more um forthcoming they they're willing to kind of let their feelings be known uh as soon as as they hit them so could be a, a region of the country but um I, I think we do need to get to a point where we're not afraid to to nicely speak our mind and just let people know hey um we're we're trying to have a conversation here let's say you're out to dinner or whatever and and the the cell phone comes into play it's like can you can you put that down for a few minutes you know You've got all day, all week to look at your cell phone. We don't get to see each other very often. Can we have just a little bit of FaceTime here? You know, and that that happens with uh, children these days. Uh, you know, my household all the time. We have to uh, confiscate the phones every once in a while to get eye to eye contact and actually have a. Uh, a real conversation. So Yeah,
0: yeah, my kids are not quite at that age. I know yours are, and uh, that is, that's not— Don't are, go there. <laughs> yeah, those are battles I'm not looking forward to. And, you know, with the phone thing, what I've gotten into doing, like if I'm in a meeting, which happens all the time, somebody will get a text or their phone will ring, and they start—I'm not going like, to call them out. But what I do is I just stop talking, Yeah, and I sort of uncomfortably look at them. <laughs> Until they, uh, that is, that's a nice technique. You know, I like that. One. Yeah, and it's it's worked well because it's not rude, and it I think gets the uh, gets the message across uh, pretty pretty easily. But yeah, it's it's tough to know because to know what to do because yeah, we feel this innate pressure that we want to let the way that we feel better about somebody doing something that is annoying us or triggering one of our pet peeves is to let them know that that's not acceptable behavior in in our world. And but that can impact relationships. And we're big on the show about being true to yourself but also building the best relationships with others that you possibly can. And I think that there's a big difference between somebody doing something that that they know they shouldn't be doing or that that is just Again cutting you off in traffic or or trying to in, in a business meeting or a conversation <clears throat> looking at their at their phone and not paying attention to what you're saying versus things that are just bad habits that some people form that also can really annoy us I mean and and not hurting that relationship um, that's a tough line to find uh, don't you think I mean it's 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 difficult to know when when you need to say something and and when and when you don't
1: yeah and and you know some of these things are are learned like I just think back you know about some of the things that my kids do and I, and I think well how did they how did they start doing that it's probably because they saw myself or, or my wife doing it and I think okay well if that's the case maybe I need to curb some of my behaviors <laughs>
0: Yeah, but your wife doesn't care about being rude to so you. I mean, your wife will tell you all day. And she's usually right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my wife's biggest pet peeves, she can't stand it when a, uh, when a when a fork is dragged across a plate. And I mean, if I do that just accidentally, man, I hear about it. But if you, you get the laser beam stare. Oh, right. all day long. But if you don't have that, uh, if you don't have that relationship with the person who <laughs> you're knowing, you may not hear about it. But uh, when we come back, We're going to dive hard into these specific pet peeves. What is going on that's really ticking us off and what we can do to fix it. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. So Ranker.com last year came up with the definitive list mm, of yes. the most annoying pet peeves. Uh, they had about 500,000 votes total, and uh, a total of 167 pet peeves. I'm going to list off just the top 10 or so, and then uh, then we're going to dive into uh, to some specific ones that have been especially bad in our society lately. So number 1, some of these are surprise. Number 1, ranker.com pet peeve. When people copy your idea but get and and you don't get credit for it. Mm, so that yes. was uh, that was number 1 pet wow, peeve. Wow, number 1. Yeah. Um, number 2, people acting like they're hurt or sad just to get attention. Oh, yes. Uh, number 3, rudeness, it's pretty general. Number 4, interrupting. Um Number five, messy or unflushed shared toilets. Man, that's Scary. definitely, yes, a disgusting one. Uh, talking over other people. Uh, invasions of personal space. <laughs> the talking over other people, that's like interrupting, right? So that that's obviously a lot on people's minds. Uh, continued arguing after being proven wrong. Uh, lack of respect for others' opinions. And not covering your mouth when someone coughs or sneezes? Did did all those come from the White House? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good question. So, uh, yeah, so this was um, this was interesting, I thought. But uh, you had some things, Dan, that I know you are you are just dying to get some things off your chest. So, you know, it's funny. I did go uh, out to the
1: interweb myself because I, I wanted to kind of just get my my juices, my brain juices flowing here on some things that uh, really get under my skin. So it's funny. I looked at lists like that as well. But uh, I started writing some things down, and I had a couple of basic categories where I, I was coming up with a lot of particular uh, pet peeves. So let's start off with everybody's favorite gadget, the cell phone. I mm. mean, definitely one of the most amazing inventions of our time, but it has really created what – I feel is some horrible behavior. So let's talk about that. I mean, and some of these things are, are, are safety related. So, you know, people really need to start paying attention, uh, texting while driving. You know, I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite here. Uh, have done that. I really do my best to, to not do that, or at least pull over the side of the road. But, you know, you see it all day long when people are going 80 miles an hour down the road and they're checking the emails and text. um, this one is is particularly disturbing, is walking right in front of traffic, and I'm talking about fast-moving traffic, and you're looking down at your phone. You're not paying any attention whatsoever. I guess you're just assuming that the driver sees you wow. and is going to stop. Um, you know, I saw a video on Facebook. I think it was shot somewhere overseas, but uh, literally someone, I mean, it looked like they were a football getting kicked through the uprights. I mean... They walked in front of uh, two lanes of traffic that had stopped, but the third lane was still moving quickly, and a truck hit this lady and just sent her flying. So, I mean, you really got to pay attention. Look up from the phone. Give it a break. It's going to be there when you get back. Um, But some other things I think you kind of talked about this one a little bit earlier is um, carrying on conversations with people. You know, when you're in public, let's say you're at a checkout line and you're getting ready to check out and you're still... Engaged in that phone call, and, and the people around you can tell you it's not really an important phone call. It's maybe about um, you know what you had for dinner last night. Um, I would just ask people to maybe uh, hang up the call, take care of your business because other people are waiting behind you to check out as well. Amen. The other thing that that I will have to chuckle about this is when people have their um their phone on speaker and the other person that's speaking to them is is giving them information like their um, proctology results. I mean, <laughs> do you really want everyone around you to hear those? It's people just they don't seem to mind. So uh, that blows my mind or, or they're in the elevator and you're going up and they're just having the conversation. And, and you think, really, can you not just hang up and, you know, resume that call when you get to your desk or whatever? So uh, it, it just amazes me sometimes what uh, people do and just don't realize that. Everyone can hear you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Well, gosh, those are those are great and and or bad, depending on how you want to look at it. But I mean, JJ and I talk on the show all the time about how, you know, your your cell phone is one of the best tools you have. And it is also the devil Mm -hmm. um, in so many ways. And I mean, in cell phone etiquette, I agree with everything you said. My biggest pet peeve with cell phone etiquette is is one thing we talked about before the break, which is um, just people looking at their phone during conversations and. I'll be honest with you, I've been a hypocrite there plenty of times, and in your mind as the person committing that that uh, that pet peeve sin, you are still listening to what the other person is saying. you think, well, I can do this, I'm, I'm texting and I'm, I'm still listening to what what that person is saying. But from their perspective, you're not valuing their time you're not valuing what they're saying because to them all it looks like is whatever is on that phone is more important to you than what they're saying and i think as we walk through all these things it's important as you listen to this that you think about what it's like to have the other person do this to you because some people might be listening well i can talk to people be on my phone at the same time well yes you can but how does that how are you perceived when you're doing that, probably not well.
1: Yeah. And, you know, people, gosh, people, they probably don't really realize that they're doing it. It's, it's almost become a natural instinct just to look down, look down. You know, where's the phone? I got to look at it. Got to look at it. It's calling me. There's something in there I have to look at. So yeah. it's it's one of these uh, reactions that has almost become ingrained in us. But uh, we do need to stop and realize that, you know, the person that's speaking to us uh, they're picking up on the fact that we're not listening to them or we're we're quasi listening to them and, and, and trying to uh, check our Facebook feed at the same time. God, so, yeah, um, gosh, I don't know. It's, I, I think we all need to do a better job of just, you know, it's going to be there. Just leave the phone alone. It's you know, you're not going to have any withdrawal God. symptoms if you don't look at it for the yeah. next five minutes. So, number one. Dan Kern, pet peeve, cell phone etiquette. Cell phone etiquette. What's, what's number two? Number two, driving etiquette. Oh, my goodness. So, um, and, you know, we we all have places that we have to be. We all are driving all the time. So, you know, these are the things that I think we can all do better at to make that drive a little bit easier. Um, you know, you mentioned road rage earlier. It It happens as a result of some of these things that we're going to talk about here. So... Um, you know, the, the other day I, I saw this. I was I was in a, a left-turn lane, you know, waiting for the light to turn green. And someone was in the lane next to me, and uh, they realized, oh, I meant to be in the left-turn lane, but I'm not. So instead of going through the light because their, their lane was green, instead of going through the light and doing a U-turn and coming back, they stopped and they held up all the traffic <laughs> behind them because it's all about me, you know. That that stuff like that drives me crazy. Oh, you've right got my there. blood pressure up just yeah. telling
0: that story. Uh,
1: you know, just driving on any uh, interstate, people that weave in and out of traffic. I mean, very dangerous. But at the end of the day, it's kind of hilarious because they never end up getting to the destination faster than you do. If they've, they've made so many lane changes, you actually get ahead of them in the end. But they're, it's just kind of crazy when you see that. Uh, this next one uh, is, is one that truly makes my blood boil, <laughs> the zipper merge. I don't think anyone, definitely no one in Richmond, uh, probably most people in the U.S. don't know how to properly do the zipper merge. So you got two lanes of traffic. They're merging into one. Uh, you know, traffic engineers have designed it so You do this merge where you go and then the person to the right of you goes or left of you goes. You know, it's kind of this back and forth. But in our society, we feel like the person that's coming up in the lane that's ending, they're cheating by being in that lane. And, you know, what we're going to do, we're not going to let them into our lane. So what does that do? That just backs traffic up further. So if we can learn how to alternate on the merge, I think that could. Take a little road rage on the roads.
0: Well, I tell you that that's a great one, and I go through the zipper merge uh, there at two ninety five and sixty four in the west end uh, every single
1: morning, three to one. Yeah, not three to one. Decided to do that,
0: and but (laughs) but one of the best things, and and I wish every I wish they had had more money to put it out there more. Vdot a few years ago did like a PSA about the fact, just what you're saying, that those merges are meant to be used. There, it's not meant to. Be a bad thing if you're using those two left lanes. Like, it is meant to be, like you said, a zipper merge. And, like, VDOT was basically doing two things. First of all, they were telling the people who are in that right lane who are getting ticked off because they feel that people are cheating that no, they're not cheating. And they were also telling people who feel guilty about using those other, those left lanes, don't feel guilty about using them. That's how the traffic pattern is designed to minimize congestion. And, uh, my gosh, that's, that's a great one. I mean,
1: there's so many other ones, but um, driving in people's blind spots, blocking lanes, tailgating, um, running lights that have been red for Uh, five or more seconds. I mean, just dangerous, but uh, some people feel like, I can't wait that extra light cycle, so I'm going to possibly kill a few other people, so... Let's not do that, people. You can wait a couple of minutes. Amen. Amen.
0: Man, well, uh, I tell you what, I, I need a minute to calm down a little bit. You've got me really riled up. So uh, we're going to take a, a quick break and uh, don't go away. You'll be right back. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. Still talking about Dan Dan Kern's biggest pet peeves. You are one angry, angry man. <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, so you're, you're – your biggest one, cell phone etiquette, totally with you. Your second one, driving etiquette, which I got way fired up about. And uh then then what 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 else? What else have you got here, Dan? To I, get I us round I some up other gems morning. here
1: in the bag here. Let's talk about um just general behavior pet peeves that I've got. So, you know, um for those of us that that have kids, um you know, at some point you've been out with them and they've not been in a good mood and they're throwing a temper tantrum. Let's say you're out at a restaurant and that's happening. Um, You know, I would be the first person to pick up my child and go outside because I know that the people around me went out because they didn't want to cook. They wanted to have a a night out away from the home, whatever. And they didn't want to listen to my child scream in their ear. So I would pick my child up and, and go outside until we could resolve that situation. But it just seems like, you know, you see instances, whether it's a restaurant or a public place, where some of these kids are just going crazy and the, the parents are just, it's like, yep, that's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one time I was, uh, I had a couple come into my office. We were, we were doing a loan application to to purchase a home and, uh, you know, didn't have child care. So they brought the children with them, which was fine. I had a little table in the back. And, uh, you know, I'm going through the loan terms with them. And these kids are like ripping the blinds uh. off, uh, writing with crayons on the wall. <laughs> and I'm looking at them going through the terms. And then out of my eye, I'm I'm just seeing my office being, uh, demolished. Oh, there. man. Yeah. And, and, you know, they didn't say anything to the children. And, and after we left, I was like, oh, wow, that was interesting right there. No um, doubt. But, you know, one of the other things that, um, drives me crazy is uh, a lack of respect for other people's time and and here's a great example of when that comes into play. Let's say you're trying to sell something on Craigslist. I just had this happen recently. Um, had a desk I was selling on Craigslist. Uh, this lady said, oh it's it's perfect. it's exactly what I want. Um, can we meet uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock? Yeah I said, yeah that's fine. I'll be, I'll be home doing some work on the house. So at 9.57, I get a text from her. Hey, I'm on my way, but running a real little late. You know, it's like, I'm fine. I'm going to be here anyway. 10.30 rolls uh. around. No, nothing. You know, I, I call her. I'm like, uh, are you on your way? Where are you? Uh, oh, I'm uh, 10 minutes away. Told me where she was. I'm like, all right, well, that's about 10 minutes away. 11 <laughs> o'clock um, rolls around, still not there. And uh, I called her back. I said, you know, it's not for sale anymore. Um, and then she she gave me this big song and dance about why she was late. And I'm like, no, that's I think you made that up because uh, you would have told me that earlier if if she she mentioned it was a funeral that held her up. Well, don't you think you might have mentioned that to me earlier? Um, yeah, uh, you know, I just I got to a point where I could tell she was lying to me and just probably had gotten up late that day. I wish she'd just been honest with me from the get go. I would have said, all right, that's that's fine right there. But. Um, You know, you see that all the time when you're when you're trying to sell stuff on these uh, social media sites. People just kind of show up whenever they want. And uh, just like I said, if you if you're going to purchase something, you know, try to stick to the the original game plan if you can. Other people have other things to do than wait around for
0: you all day long. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I think on my list of pet peeves, if if I was to write a list, my number one, uh, which which kind of ties into that would be would be being late. Uh lateness, I don't know why, I, I don't know what triggered that in me, but lateness absolutely sends me through the roof. And there is, there are a few things, if anything, that will give me more anxiety than if I am running late, um, like if, if I get stuck in I'm the same surprise way. traffic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll joke with people sometimes, not a joke, I'll say, I, I'm never late. And if if for some reason I am, you'll hear from me. If I'm not there within a minute of when I'm supposed to be and you haven't heard from me, then there's probably something very wrong. Right. Uh, because I'm I'm never late uh, because I can't stand it. Um, and uh, so, no, I'm I, I that is that is my number one, my number one thing. What what are, what are some of the other kind of lesser pet peeves that you have? Uh, refusing to
1: take responsibility for our actions. That's oh, yeah. that one probably could have been up there a little bit. I mean, you just see it. You go to any of the court systems, and they are just mired in court cases about ridiculous things that, honestly, people, if they had paid attention, shouldn't uh, have gotten to this point in the first place. Like I'm, I haven't looked this up, but I'm, I'm probably sure there's a case out there where um, somebody drank acid and uh, and passed away, and their family probably sued. The company that manufactured the acid, because there wasn't a label on there, shouldn't drink the acid. I mean, it's just ridiculous things that you think about that have that have taken place where people uh, just don't want to take responsibility for, for their sure. actions, and then hey, um, I think I'm I deserve some compensation for that.
0: Well, <laughs> everything is always somebody else's yeah, fault. I mean, absolutely. it's uh, you know the 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 coffee from McDonald's that's too absolutely. hot. I was just I thinking mean, about that. We've one. had we've had a ton of them, <laughs> and. Uh, this goes well beyond not taking responsibility for your actions, but you know, I'm uh, in the in the fire service and EMS world. Uh, there have been many cases of so when when somebody has a cardiac arrest and you uh, are performing CPR on them, pretty much always you're going to break some of their ribs. If you're doing it properly, some ribs are going to break, and there have been numerous cases where people's lives have been saved, right? And they have sued mm-hmm. the the person or the department that revived them
1: for breaking ribs. It's like, um, I'm sorry, person that's about to die. Can you sign this waiver? Because we might might save you, but we're going to break some ribs and we don't want you suing us. Exactly.
0: I mean, it's it's uh, but but yeah, I mean, like we have we are living in a society more and more where where nothing is nothing is our fault. Um, And JJ and I have talked before about when you do take responsibility for your actions, it can really help. I think people's perception of you. If, if you're, if you are, if you're a person who can apologize for uh, for him or herself, and um, you know, and and do that. I mean, people think, gosh, you know, Dan's a Dan's a good guy. You know, he's someone. You know, he when he's when he's wrong or when he something happens to him, he he owns it. And um, we asked on on our research question this week, uh, our our viewers, our our audience, what are some of your pet peeves? We got a lot. We got a lot of responses. Um, uh, being interrupted uh, was uh, was was a big one. Uh, being late uh, was there. Slow drivers in the left oh, lane. Oh, yes. Going back to your driving etiquette. Um, yes, that is called the passing lane. <laughs> that's right. It's
1: <That's laughs> not right. the camping lane. It's not the lollygagging lane. <laughs> it is the passing lane. Um, this person,
0: toilet paper on the wrong way. <laughs> really uh really gets I think my wife put that one on there uh that's uh, people's lack of following through uh when wanting them to get work done for you not returning calls yeah uh the way the politics are so hateful um and uh you know and some people have some really funny ones you know eyeglasses that turn into sunglasses when you go outside
1: <laughs> i did have a pair of those and they were annoying uh, you know it, it, uh, when you go inside, like, can you take your sunglasses off? Really, they're prescription. They'll they'll get they'll get clear at some point.
0: Oh, that's uh, popping gum. That's uh, that's a good one. Um, you know, again, bad drivers, <laughs> cats. Uh, um, Are there any um, Dallas Cowboys jokes in there? <laughs> I, I have not. I have not seen any, but I have not been. Uh, I've not been down uh, down all the way down on the list. They keep on piling up here. Uh, I tell you, there's a lot of traffic stuff here, Dan. People that don't know how to merge oh, properly. Again, another one. People driving in the left lane. When people don't say please or thank you. Common manners. So we had some great responses. And uh, as we kind of bring this in for landing today, wanted to leave everybody with uh, how you can deal with pet peeves. So here we go. We're taking it from the not-so-great people
1: back to the great right. people Great. Right. So <laughs> here's so, where we tie it up with a nice bow.
0: Right. Uh, because it's not healthy to get ourselves all worked up over these pet peeves. It's if it's an unintentional thing that the other party is doing, it's not always good for our relationships to let it show that it's bothering us. And uh, and, and so so we've got a list and most of these are common sense, folks. This is this is nothing that, that's going to be life changing. But we can all be, I think, a little more intentional about how we deal with our pet peeves. Um so the first thing is to acknowledge the pet peeve and by that, you know, in your head say, yes, I'm aware of that fact that some people just don't have common sense. Take a deep breath and just be thankful that you don't do whatever that habit is and take pity on the person. I might, I might spend all day taking deep breaths. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Um, resolve the situation. Uh, don't complain about it. That will only keep you in the negative. Uh, if you can, walk away. If you can't walk away, practice patience, and uh, maybe teach the person how to handle a certain situation differently. And uh, again, if you can't teach the person, go back to uh, rule number one: take a deep breath, and uh, and you know maybe curse quietly to yourself. <laughs> Namaste. Yeah, Namaste. exactly. It says a good a good swear word or two. Always <laughs> feels great to say, even if it's in your head. And uh, so. But yeah, I, there are times that you can try to resolve the situation, especially if it's a significant other, child, uh, brother, sister, close friend, etc. cetera. No, no harm in resolving the situation if you have that relationship. This is a big one. Don't take it personally. Mm. It's not about you. And I know it bothers you. I know in your head it you think it's about you, but it's not about you. And, and so don't take it personally. Uh, most of these pet peeves, not done on purpose. Um, you know, <laughs> it says, unless you're married or have siblings that, uh, want a good laugh and they know your trigger points. Uh, and, and gosh. I yeah. My, have- my brother used to, uh, flick me in the ear. He knew that would get me set off. So, uh, yeah. he,
1: he knew how to get me going.
0: There. My kids know I can't stand the sound of crumpling cellophane. <laughs> uh, you know, and they'll, they'll give me a hard time about that. But, but you know, Try to remember, even though it's still gonna annoy you. Try to remember that 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 it's not about you, and and try not to take it so personally. Um, learn to live with the pet peeves. Uh, you know, let, let's face it, folks. Uh, accepting even the most unfortunate things makes life more manageable. Uh, tell yourself that you're a pet peeve to others at times. Remember that we all have things that we do that annoy other people. Uh, and so it's it's kind of like uh the circle of life uh mm-hmm. in in yes. some respect um you know it's funny you you were talking earlier about how as as you 've gotten older, maybe you've become more grumpy, more crotchety, more things have bothered you, maybe at the same time though uh as we get older, we should also uh be able to accept some more things in in life and uh and and just um do that and, and the last thing, as you were saying earlier. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Just uh when when a when a when a pet peeve occurs, picture a monk, then picture yourself as a monk. Just relax. And uh, and you'll feel I think you'll feel better. I feel that weight just lifted. That's right. Exactly. And uh so you know because guess what, folks? Pet peeves aren't going anywhere. So do And we still
1: have to drive every day. <laughs> and we still have to
0: drive every day, and you still need these mobile phones. So just Try to be a great person, deal with them when you can, tolerate them as you're able. And remember, it's not personal. Dan, I can't thank you enough. This has been awesome. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in. You've got to come back. Uh, We'd love to have you back. This has been super... Hey, we could do
1: a a Grumpy Uncle Dan uh, segment. (laughs) That's right. We'll get you to call in. Oh, we got
0: Grumpy Uncle Dan on the phone. But uh, folks... You uh, please join us every week, Thursdays at 9:06 a.m. or anytime on our podcast and Facebook Live. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some
1: super.